and welcome to the news podcast i'm brad and i'm jeremy jeremy one episode 186 186 can you believe it no we're there we're 186 um but before we tell you what we're doing for this episode uh we have some mail tweets and emails do we yes our friend sarah she says your omen episode was great i love them all my favorite has to be the single white female one. You two are hilarious together. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for that uh, yes, thank you. lovely comment. I thought I'd uh, let everyone know. Yeah. And Sarah, brought, she, you, she wrote in on Facebook to let us know. You can um, make fun of us if you want to. <laughs> um, you can write on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, social, you know, Media. whatever <laughs> that we're not on yet because everyone keeps leaving Twitter. So I don't know. Mastodon. Mastodon. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, is that what people are going to? I don't, I don't know. know. There's a there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. So choose whatever you want. For when we start posting it over at Post- Parlor. No, no. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the single white female episode. I liked recording that one with you. That yeah, it's pretty funny. That's good. Well, do you have a favorite episode? We've done a lot of these, Jeremy. Um, it's. It's hard to say. I'd well, actually, I'd one. probably have to like go back and look. I mean, we've like a hundred, almost two hundred episodes. Right. I'd have to go back and look. I at have one that, that always like comes back to me. What? Um, it's the um, Mission Impossible Two uh, episode, like episode four. Yeah, I think it's four, four or five. Yeah, um, it just cracks me up every time I listen to it <laughs> because it, that movie's so ridiculous. That seriously, one time I did write birds, birds, birds. You laughed so hard when I said that the first yeah. time. Because oh God, there's so when, many birds in that movie. That was when we both used to. Yeah. We we when we first were doing this. We would sit down with our notebooks and write out. Yeah. Like our notes, and it slowly turned. I would write notes. I would write jokes, maybe. Yeah. But like, I slowly got into the habit of like I was noting every single thing yeah. they were doing to recount it. And that's back when we were running like two hours an episode because yeah. I was basically recounting the entire movie. And at yeah, this and point, figured, you know what? If you want to watch the movie, you can go ahead and watch yeah. the movie. Yeah. And then you can come back if you want to listen to us. Or if you don't want to, I've done that where I've listened to people's podcasts that I've never seen the movie. And it sparked my interest to watch the movie. Yeah. I stopped when they said spoilers. If I didn't want to be spoiled. Which this is a movie that uh, we are going to say spoiler alert. Yes. Should we tell people what we're doing? Yeah. Uh, episode one eighty six. Why don't you go ahead and tell them? Uh, we are doing Enola Holmes two, which just came out fairly recently. On Netflix. So you can watch this on Netflix. It came out recently. I want to say a couple weeks ago it came out. It was like number ten or nine in their like top ten, like watched stuff on Netflix. Which is not saying much because I think they take everything off Netflix, too. <laughs> um, so they're taking stuff off every streaming platform. I can't talk today. Platform. Platform. I'm doing better, but whatever. Uh, Noah Holmes 2. Yeah, released November 4th. Oh, it was it? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, a couple weeks um, into it. Um, the the title role goes to... Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who we all know from Stranger Things. Uh, she plays Enola Holmes, of course, like I said. Then we have Sherlock Holmes, played by Henry Cavill. 
Mm -hmm. um, the motion, like just the emotion that he <laughs> like, has in this movie. Oh my god! Oh, it's just wonderful. David Lewis shows up as Grail. Um, was he the first one? I don't know. We you've never seen the first one. Uh, I don't. I don't think I Grail was in the. F I don't think he was in the okay. first one. Uh, uh, it didn't seem like he was, yeah. but maybe I'm wrong with that. But uh, their mom, played by Helen Bonham Carter. Yes. Who is always like, they always take her name and make her a roller derby name. Yeah, like Helena Bangham Harder. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had one of those. Yeah, we had, everyone has one of those, right? <laughs> I don't know why, but everyone did. Um, so if you do, that was one of my favorite uh, roller derby girls. Uh, probably because I did like the name. <laughs> yeah. So she shows up. Um, some other supporting players show up as well. You do have, uh, towards the end, spoiler alert, uh, Hamish Patel as De uh, Dr. Watson. That's if he, Dr. Dr. Watson, exists in this timeline. Uh, I know yesterday, maybe he didn't. <laughs> the Beatles maybe didn't. Uh, anyway, that's the, the guy from yesterday. The Beatles movie where the Beatles don't exist, but Coca-Cola does. I think it's Coca-Cola that does. Yeah, uh, Coca-Cola. No, Pepsi exists. Oh, gross! That's because Coca-Cola is the number darkest one. timeline. It's all the number one stuff is it's, gone. Oh no, it's the darkest timeline. Oh yeah, it also it's all the number one stuff gone. Yeah, which um support supports us. We would not disappear during that timeline. We are your home for the number two stuff. The deuce. So look for us with the flaming two. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you if you've uh, if we've made you laugh cry frustrated you about our reviews whatnot but first before you do that listen to this episode um and give us a plot synopsis jeremy oh yes okay oh i'm sorry the one thing that you do <laughs> no, just, the one thing I i'm do. joking i'm joking um okay now established as a detective for hire enola holmes begins running her own detective agency just as she's about to lock up and return return home for good, a young girl approaches her to investigate the disappearance the disappearance of her of the latter sister. What follows is that Enola Holmes discovers that the disappearance may be connected to a deadly conspiracy. Mm. Knowing that this mystery is too big to solve alone, Enola must turn to her brother, Sherlock, and an old friend, Lord Tewksbury, for help to crack the case. Oh, I forgot about Tewksbury. Yeah. We all forgot about Tewksbury. The Tooks. <laughs> You're listening to the Tooks podcast. And <laughs> the Tooks podcast. The Tooks podcast. Played it's by, all about Tewksbury. Played by Lewis Partridge. Not Fortenberry, because there, whatever. Anyway, yes. Uh, yeah. Partridge, right? The the Partridge family? Or the Partridge? Partridge. Partridge, okay. Yeah. Well, I think I love you too. Anyway, he he played uh he played Sid Vicious in the uh in Oh, he it did. It was that FX um, remake of Oh, Pistols. Yeah. I honestly think it's called Pistols. It's just called Pistol. Is it? Yeah. Did David Fincher was he involved in that? Oh, I swear he was. Anyway, I'm going off the rails on a gravy train. <laughs> um <laughs> So, where do we start with this? I guess we start at the beginning where we start every show. Oh, Nola Holmes. And she is all excited from the first movie that uh, she was uh, helped solve a crime. Now, I, sh I should say that, like, we, we have not, we didn't see the first one. No. No, 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 no. Um, 
I was I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan, so like I was actually interested in seeing it originally, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I put off watching it, and then. Uh, why? Was there a reason why you wanted to watch it? Uh, well, it was. It, it came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I thought it came out during the pan, like the height of the pandemic. Yeah, but it came out. Uh, when was that? September 23rd. And so, like, we had been in the hospital a few months before. Mm-hmm. I think we were still kind of on the road to recovery for a lot of stuff. And so, so we, I think we were doing other things at that point. So I can't even remember if we had restarted the show at that point. Mm, okay. Remember we were off for a long time. Sure. But, um, I meant to say that the director is Harry Bradbeer, which I like that Bradbeer. <laughs> uh, he is a, uh, Emmy award winner, uh, director and writer and assistant. Uh, and he uh, did um, Killing Eve and Fleabag. Yeah. Which makes sense because both those shows have the um, the writer of Fleabag. She was um, Bridge. Yes. Her name? Yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where are we starting from? Well, um, so this one picks up after she successfully completed her case in the first one. Right. Um, she actually does open her own detective agency and she's kind of trading on the fact that she solved whatever big crime this was. The problem is everybody either disregards her because she's, uh, just flat out because she's female or because she's young or both. Um, and then the case that she cracked they just uh, attribute that to Sherlock Holmes. Um, and he's he is her older brother. Uh, he's about, tw- I think they said he's some like supposed to be like 20 years older than her or something at this point. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that's how it is in the books. I don't know if that's the same age discrepancy here. But, um, but obviously Henry Cavill is quite a bit older than her. And, uh, so they just kind of disregard her and she's at a point where she's like, you know what? I'm going to have to shut down uh, the agency. Uh, well, no one. I mean, she's a kid. Yeah. So no one wants to hire a kid. Everyone wants to hire Sherlock, not Sherlock's sister. Yeah. I mean, do you blame them? Sherlock is this up and coming rising star yeah. in the detective world. Yes. I guess they have the top 10 detectives, the detective hall of fame, including Sherlock. I'll be in it. No, I mean, the only there's only room for one Sherlock. Yeah. For one Holmes. For one Holmes. Yes. And it's not. It's Sherlock. Yeah. Right. It's not you. Of course. Um, but it's just the way it is. Um, so she's, she wants to give up. Yeah. So she's she's about ready to pack it in. Um, and pack it in. Pack it in. Let's begin. <laughs> that's when uh, a young girl comes to see her and tells her that her sister is missing. And it it turns out like they uh they are actually match girls where they package matches into into match boxes, mm-hmm. um, and oh, they they're not they don't hand out the cards on the match game. No. Okay. No. Nor are they members of Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> get that one out of the way. They're not really Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but they package <laughs> up the matches, but she's disappeared, and so they you know they don't 
know what's going on. Well, it's about 3 a.m. Must be <laughs> lonely. Uh, so Enola goes and looks around, asks some questions. She says she needs to go undercover. Um, she ends up finding out that uh, the sister snuck into the office and must have found something or some documents right. that she wasn't supposed to. Right. Uh, and she's it basically, a little bit of, like, sister is a little bit Badinsky. Yeah, she's a little troublemaker. She doesn't like. She doesn't really want to hurt people. She just knows when something wrong happens, they need to be righted. Right? What? Enola? No, 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 no. The the girl that's uh, stole the information to begin with. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, Sarah. Right? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so she is actually, um, well, I'll I'll touch on this in a second, but but Sarah steals the information and then disappears uh throughout the course of this so enola holmes starts investigating and she finds out that there's some other people who are working with her um in the the course of all this she runs into sherlock who is investigating his own conspiracy where all these banks yes. have had money how many drinks does it take to get me liquored up that's his, what he's going through yeah we'll, we'll first meet him he's drunk on the street yes Yes. Yeah. And played by such great emotion. Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Oh, let me tell you, the emotion that that man emotes <laughs> from just the corner of his of mouth. Not even moving his mouth. He doesn't even move his mouth. He doesn't have to. Yeah. Or his eye or anything I, to emote any emotion, which I'm bullshitting you. Let's just show a little bit of emotion. my God. Henry Cavill, Hen- for once. I mean, come on. Henry Cavill is... Um, so in real life, person, in, in real life, the dude is pretty neat. Like he puts together computers and he yeah. kind of is into like geeky stuff. And like, Fine. he seems like an interesting guy, but his acting, I can never, like, I can never get behind his acting. It's flat. It's just really flat. And there's like, there's a few moments where like, it's okay and kind of works here, but like. Well, correct. I agree with you. It does. sort of. In a way. Yeah. Like, but also Holmes has, um. He's more complex than just yeah. He doesn't play it like some people play Sherlock like he's this helpful whatever. Like probably not. He should be pompous, but he doesn't even really play that up so much. It's almost just like a he's almost like he's playing it as a cop, and and it's like no, that's not what kind of almost playing it like you're right. Well, it also is like Hugh Laurie was playing it like a doctor. I mean, so there you go. (laughs) Well, okay, so I guess the whole thing with, that gets me about... Because Sherlock and the whole premise with, like, the Enola Holmes books... Yeah. Is that she is the oops baby of the Holmeses. Are these originally books books, but not canon books? Yeah, they're books books, not canon books. They're okay. not... They weren't, like, from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Right. The actual... Uh, the right. author of I them... Nancy Springer? Nancy Springer, yes. Yeah. Um, Nancy, and, Nancy, Nancy, <laughs> Nancy. So Nancy Springer was the original writer and um, she created the character based off this and um, her, uh, you know, she sets it that the brothers are much older. Yeah, because it seems like the siblings are kind of older. Yeah. And the the premise is she's like supposed to go to a finishing school. She's an oops baby. Like, like, you know, because she's a girl, so she's supposed to go to finishing school because that's what they would have done at the time. Right. They would not have been involved in these other career things or being a detective or anything like that. 
Um, and so usually like she's solving these things while her brothers are trying to get mm. her into finishing school or like get her like caught and so they can put her back in finishing school. Right. Um, and of course my croft is the worst of the two. He, uh, he was actually in the first movie, but he was, movie. yeah, he, he wasn't was in this one because it. of a scheduling conflict. Yeah. Uh, so they wrote his part out or like divvied it up with some other characters. Mm. But, um, so she's supposed to go back to finishing school. Um, but she, you know, gets away from that and solves crimes at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you don't kind of, I think they kind of miss some of that here. Like it, it comes up, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think that like yeah. Henry Cavill doesn't do that as much as he's just like, he plays it as a cop instead of like the, the brother who's trying to like, either is concerned for, with her getting her in there. And it's not like he's an unconcerned character. He, he, you know, whatever it's, he's, she's the, she's the little sister he really didn't grow up with because right. he's so much older. Right. Um, which, you know, I, I have lots of friends who, who have did, siblings who are in who such like an age 10, disparity that, yeah. 12 years older. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, I don't really know them because they were out of the house by the time I was getting to right. know whatever. So yeah, right. I mean, it makes sense in that regard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the way I describe this movie is like, it's, I don't know about the first one, but it is very much Sherlock Holmes meets Bronte, right? Kind of in a way. Yeah. Or, um, the, um, not Bronte, but Jane Eyre kind of the thing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who, who wrote Jane Eyre? Jane Austen. Jane Austen. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like Jane Austen. Broadway more like gothic. Yes, you know? yeah. Uh, but Jane Eyre uh, meets Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And if you enjoy both of those things matched together, by all means, this is probably going to be up your alley. But I don't know if this is something that is, <laughs> I know it's not targeted towards us. Yeah. By any means, but it seems very odd that we mix these two together. Well, it, it is very interesting in the fact that like um, they approach it from... They approach it from a different direction. They approach it from a different... Everyone okay? They approach it from a different direction. So, um, whereas, like, yeah, that Sherlock... Was a, that was a Gorgon. Gorg- <laughs> from over there. Uh, from, from Stranger Things. From Stranger Things, yeah. Yes. So, uh, where Sherlock approaches things, like, from a, like, um, you know, stuff he knows, and, like, there's things that he considers like above it all like he doesn't need to know it and things like that Enola really doesn't have that like she she's raised to be this kind of like rough and tumble scientist kind of character and so she doesn't understand like some of the polite society things that are going on but she's learning them it's it's almost interesting because she's looking at things and clues through like a female lens rather than the male lens that we're normally given with Holmes Right, like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, does it work? Does it not? Yeah. And it's really up to you what, whether you want to go for along for the ride. Um, for me, st- stick with it and see yeah. where you're going with it because um, I think the acting's there and I think the story, um, the mystery is there enough. Yeah. Right, for you to 
continue kind of guessing. I I think honestly, I I was very pleased with Millie Bobby Brown's performance. Mm-hmm. She has some things where she's because well, and some people like this this one this part is rough for me. There's a lot of where she addresses the audience. Oh, she yes. breaks, the she breaks the fourth wall and addresses the audience directly. Addresses the audience. It's hard for me to deal with that. Yes. I don't know for you. It, it is because, for me too. But I think about it this way. These are kind of geared towards younger people. Yes. Um, younger people don't, I don't know if they don't do voiceover very well. Yeah. And they need someone like is kind of like talking to the audience. Yeah. Right. I don't know, but I'll have Ferris Bueller. It yeah. seems very odd for me. Yes. In kind of this time period piece. Agreed. To be doing that. Agreed. Um, but And I don't think, I think it's my least favorite aspect of it. Yeah, agreed. It takes me out of it a lot. Especially like there's just there's just one scene where she's just walking and she looks at the camera and then that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, no. It, it, um, didn't need that. it does take me out of it whenever she does it. Yeah. But I will say... On the oh, opposite no. side of that, okay. Millie Bobby Brown does a really good job of those monologues. Like no, when she's, she does great when she talks to the audience. Like I'm at least also like interested in what she has to say, and like yeah. she she her uh, like she mugs to the camera sometimes that in a way that is humorous. And like there's a couple times like there's this one point where she goes. I guess I'm going to a ball. And she kind of goes, yeah. <laughs> like laughs weird. Yeah, I guess what you're saying goes, is mm. like it bothers you from, from an aspect, but it's, but it was well acted. And yes. Well it bothers me from like a th- the way the story is told thematically, but th- yes, thematically, but those, the way that she does it I guess in and that. of itself yeah. is interesting. Like I like her performance, her performance throughout the whole thing. I feel is very solid. Um, and she does have, uh, like, if she's not portraying it like where she's going to constantly be like, I'm tough, you know, whatever she right. has. It's not 11. She right? has vulnerability. Yes. She has vulnerability. Right. She has where she's tough. She has where she's smart. She has where she's, uh, you know, naive about things. Like, she does an amazing job of covering it all. Yes. Correct. Agreed on all that and a bag of chips and, and even like and i mean crisps i will say <laughs> all that in a bag of crisps, crisps. Um, i'll take all that in a bag of crisps <laughs> uh, uh the, I mean, the magical thing is like because it's very much rooted in the history of it too yeah so that's interesting that they put that in there that while it's interesting that the way that they delivered that <laughs> seemed, <kind of laughs> seemed really awkward yeah it seemed kind of half uh, yeah. The so for those of you who don't know, the uh, the uh, the uh, match girls strike, right? That right. was the Sarah Chapman was one of the <laughs> leaders of the match girls strike back in the late eighteen hundreds, like the eighteen eighties, and there was a uh, and they talk about that here. This is part yeah. of the conspiracy. Is that was yeah? I mean that was a. The, the big thing. Yeah, right? it was white phosphorus. Was so uh, part of the premise is that they're trying to cover up um, and Sarah Chapman yeah. is trying to, to uh, like uncover. Yeah. They switched the matches from using a red phosphorus oh, to a cheaper. They were, they were angry because Gene um, Rayburn was sexually harassing them on the line when they were making matches. 
No, not the match game. Oh. No. Oh. Also not match stick men. Oh, damn. It's the match girl strike. <laughs> it's close though. Sorry, I guess my mind drew a blank. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the the uh the match girl strike was they used this white phosphorus instead of red phosphorus. And the red phosphorus. Yeah, it was yeah. cheaper to use and so of course you know, that's the only, you know, the only consideration is the, the so it is saved. nowadays. So yeah. Why would so, it be then? So what happened was um, the white phosphorus is like caustic. And so it would dissolve people's teeth and their jaw bones where like the teeth were touching and uh, people were dying from it. And, but they kept saying it was covering it up and saying it was cholera when it wasn't. Mm. Um, and so in the movie, she and some of the others are basically testing out and proving that the white phosphorus is what is like kills things really quick, like plants and animals and whatever else. And uh, so she sets out to uncover it along with um, at one point a, a person who's like their prime suspect who is uh, actually the owner's son and he ends up getting killed. Mm. Um, and then another girl who works with her who also gets murdered. And in both of those cases are set up to frame other people, including Enola Holmes on the one. Mm. Uh, so like they think that she killed the girl uh, who Sarah works with, mm. which starts the police after her. Right. Um, David, David Lewis. Yeah. David Thewlis, um comes in. Yes. All Fargo looking. Yeah, uh, David Thewlis, again, uh, like, terminally creepy. Creepy. Yeah. the uh, He, he always, always, always played creepy roles. Always. <laughs> so, but he's he's pretty damn threatening. Um, And so, you know, they're chasing after her. And at one point, they actually do arrest her. Uh, and <laughs> they take her to be executed. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, her mother and uh, another one of the characters. Right. They all look like Handmaid's Tales. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all uh, lining up to to uh, have her executed. Yeah. Well, they... uh they up spinning her in a, in a circle. Yeah. Well, they were... They were... I think the thought was they were going to beat the shit out of her before right. they killed her. And then uh, they all just kind of duck and cover... And then you realize that, oh, nope, they're actually trying to help her escape. So she's able to get out. But um, her mother, Helena Bonham Carter, and uh, a character from the first one, I can't remember what her name is, um, both show up. And they're kind of like women's freedom fighters. So they show up and they help her uh, escape. Oh, Edith. I think that's... Uh, Susan Wacoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they help her escape. Yeah. And uh, there's, it's got like a pretty interesting, like that's one of the things like Anola's good at fighting. So they have a, they have a, like a whole fight scene between the ladies and them. And they're like using gadgets and they're using other things to, to get away. It was an okay scene, like action wise. Um, I actually thought, you know, like in the Guy Ritchie movies, it'll just be like real slow and you're like, oh my God, 
this fight scene is taking forever. Yeah, it's, it's a Guy Ritchie. It's a Guy Ritchie yeah. move that he does in all his movies. Yeah. Where he slows stuff down. Yeah. Hey, well, look at these. Not only that. Like, look at these guys. He, well, would, he would do that where it was not only slowing down, but then he would change like different... The speeds. Like digital effects during the thing. Like then it would be like all foggy and then it would be like... What? Yeah. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Yes. And it works for some of those. But like I remember with the, the Sherlock Holmes things, like sometimes I'm like, oh it my takes God, we're yeah, doing it too much. This one, like this fight, they're in the woods. Um, it I thought it was very well lit, beautifully shot. And I thought it actually worked for that. Um, I think that that gets a little muddier later. They have a fight scene inside of a opera house. And that to me is a little chaotic, like kind of hard to follow. But the one in the woods I thought was really good. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, I think this movie is, um, I think a lot of, a lot of this really works for me. I mean, a lot of it, it works for me too as well. Um, a lot, of, but together as a whole, it doesn't, but it does. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. Like, but I've said this a couple times watching a couple of these movies, where I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this movie. Yeah, and we watched this movie about a week ago. I still don't know what to feel about this. Movie. Yeah, it's because it's not necessarily a the best Sherlock Holmes movie, and B, it's not the best detective movie either. Yeah, it's something that's there. It's something that maybe. Uh, younger people, and I say people because I don't think this is this is geared towards youth and not just people. Yeah, in general, guys, girls, whatever. Yeah, and I think that um, excuse me, I think that um, it's just there. Yeah, and it's a good introduction. Yeah, having I think said that, I just don't know about this. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I'm. It, I don't know. It serves its purpose. How about that? Yeah. I think if what, I, what, it, what it's out to do, it does it. Yeah. I think if I had a teenager, I would suggest watching this with them. Maybe yes. like a young, a young teen. I'd be like, Hey, let's watch this movie. Like it, to me, this would be also an interesting, like getting, introducing somebody to Sherlock Holmes, um, who is of the age where they can handle like some on screen death. I don't even think <laughs> you're like, I don't know, because I don't think you're introducing them to Sherlock. I think you're introducing them to her. That's fine Loma. to me, because then it's kind of a gateway. Of, too. No, and that's fine. Yeah, well, I'm just I mean, saying. hell, Sherlock on, you know, was critically acclaimed and it had it introduced a sister character who was not canon either. Yeah, well, you know, you know. I think there's I think there is a I think there is a um a a real like I don't know, like ask, because we keep creating these characters where like we have Enola Holmes who, um, who, you know, is like, okay, well, she's, you know, basically a, a younger female Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, we have in, uh, Sherlock, he has a sister, like in the spoiler alert in the last season who is, in um, what, the TV show? Yeah. Spoilers. Who's who's like a villain who is spoilers, who is almost like better than Moriarty. Okay. And so it's like there's this like I think because uh, name a female character 
like a regular female character okay. in the Sherlock Holmes canon that oh. is not Irene Adler or okay. or um, Mrs. Oh, Doctor Watson. Doctor Watson's not in the TV show. In, in Sherlock uh, Elementary, yes, yeah, Elementary. But again, but we were like, hey, we need to get some. We need to get like a, a, a woman it. here. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Um, and, and this does, I think this does a really good job of, for the most part, of being like, hey, we can make this cast diverse. And I'm sure some people... I think so too, I'm, because... I'm sure this, some people would bitch about that. I was going to say that, that this cast is very diverse. Yes, for very time diverse. For, for time period, for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. We're really not supposed to see uh, this diverse of a cast, but I'm glad we are, um, because who gives a shit? Uh, Adil Akhtar plays um, yes plays Lestrade yes who is he was an actor who I will admit like back in the day I was not wild about what I saw him in because I only saw him in a couple of things where he played like awkward nerdy stuff mm-hmm. and in the last maybe few years I've really seen him like step up in some good dramatic roles and like some things like this and so yeah, like I'm, I was happy to see him in here as Lestrade. Um, he did play pretty comical, which is like, yeah, okay. But the, uh, but no, he he did a great job when he was on screen. Um, I think the only the only one that got me was, uh, they have a character, uh. Played by Sharon Duncan Brewster, who is a great actress. Like I've seen her in a few things before that I thought she did a really great job in. Okay. Plus, her uh, name is Sharon Duncan Brewster. This is something like I'm hungry after I heard hear that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sharon Duncan Hines. Duncan Hines. Yeah. We'll be Sharon Duncan Hines. <laughs> but the, uh, no, but um, she plays a character named Mira Troy. Who shows up at one point and she is, she's talking with um, Enola because Enola is watching all these people dancing and whatever, like in this, um, this ballroom scene. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ms. Mm-hmm. Troy is like, well, it's, uh, you have to understand the language that you're seeing down there. Like they're speaking with these fans. Like there's like a whole etiquette to it, which is not a joke. Like it's a real you know, you say certain things by the way that you stand or by the way you move. And she's like, you, when you understand it, it makes sense. You know, when you understand it, that's when you get power. And she's like, okay. I mean, it was an interesting like thing. And I kept going, kept thinking to myself, eh, man, that lady's going to be complicit in this. <laughs> like, just because like, we're because, focusing. Like, why are we focusing on her? <laughs> we're focusing on this awkward scene too much. Why do we have uh, big and crappy dialogue? Yeah. Oh, it's because we're about ready to find a dead body. Um, well, no. But later on, we introduced because through all spoiler. of this, yeah. Then uh, Henry Cavill, he decodes. He realizes that all of these like bank robberies and these numbers that got left behind are dance steps, and. Uh, he decodes them, like cracks the cipher. And it's a message from Moriarty basically saying, we're so pleased to meet you, you know, Mr. Holmes or something like that. And she's like, what the hell? And then it's signed by Moriarty. 
Well, then they introduce that Moriarty is just an anagram yeah. for Mira Troy. Yeah. That Mira Troy is actually like this mastermind criminal and she ran all of this stuff. Mm. And so like we've revealed that. And part of me was like, part of me is like, I'm okay. I'm okay with her being Moriarty. I'm okay with it being like Miriam Moriarty, you know, is a black woman. You know, we, we don't pay enough attention to her because of this. I mean, they do the same thing with, uh, elementary, uh, Irene Adler, is actually Moriarty. Spoilers. Spoilers for everybody who hasn't seen this like eight year old plus show. <laughs> the the uh, which I've watched twice since the pandemic started. But it's it's safe to say that you're a big Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah, I enjoy it. You like different Oh yeah. You know, versions. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think you like the Will Ferrell. No. No, you didn't. It's one of the one of the few things I have I have not Joke. seen the I, but I've seen like I've seen so many different like sh- uh, Sherlock Holmes adaptations. Yes, from uh, <laughs> from like the Basil Rathbone stuff right. to to the Mighty uh, Giants. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> if you really think about it, yeah, because they think he's Sherlock Holmes. Like in in college, I saw Sherlock Holmes porn <laughs> porno. What? Yes, what was I don't even know. Sherlock I don't even Homo? remember. It was from like the seventies, and it was right? weird. Wasn't Sherlock Homo? No, it was. I don't think it was Sherlock Homo. Okay, I'm just checking. But I didn't remember how how that came to be. But I was like, "Oh, Sherlock Holmes!" And then I was like, "What wow. am I watching?" I kind of like walked wow. into it. So no, honestly, that's if you're a porn star in that, <clears throat> yeah. chances are you probably don't want one of your props to be a magnifying glass. <laughs> that's just me. With a didn't studio. need it. <laughs> the, the uh, um, but I've seen tons of Sherlock Holmes stuff. I read. The Sherlock Holmes books. I there's a, a book I love called the Sherlockian that I love. I mean, it's just like the Sherlock. Is that like Sherlock Holmes uh, as an alien? No, it is um, the Sherlockian. It's basically <laughs> Julie and Julia, but oh, with Sherlock okay. Holmes stuff. It's um, a story about a guy who he's one of the um, like Sherlock Holmes fans who call themselves irregulars. Who they go to like whatever conference it is and there's a murder. And so like this guy is like basically kind of solving it. But the story flips back and forth between that and between uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Like after uh, he basically killed killed Holmes on Reichenbach Falls. It's his uh, him telling the story about like how he's going to get back into it or what his plan is next. Oh, and so okay. it goes between Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and then okay. the present day okay. stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I've seen, I've seen so many things with that. And like, I'm all about her being Moriarty. I think it's a super cool move. I think it's actually a lot of cool perspective you can do with it. The one thing I disliked is how like ham fisted they introduced it. That's sure. my problem with it. Sure. It does seem a little interested. Yeah. I think like it should have been at the end. It should have been um, like they they basically get the the people who were guilty with a bunch of things. And then we're like, I feel like there's a missing piece to this and see, you know, what's Moriarty. And then like Enola realizes it's an anagram for Mira Troy or something to set it up for a third one. But instead she confesses everything. We realize Moriarty is her and then they arrest her. And the only thing you see is in the credits, 
there's like a newspaper clipping that comes by that says like, uh, like mastermind criminal Mira Troy escapes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. right. That seems like, kind of odd. That seems all ham fisted to me. Well, and it does. It's either catering to the fan yeah. or just making sure it's there because the fan will get it. Yeah. Because to me, like Moriarty is that character that like when somebody's like, oh, it's Moriarty. You should be like, oh, fuck. Like, this, yes. this is not going to be good. Um, and like with the exception of when he's on yes. Star Trek The Next Generation like coming goes, off the oh, holodeck. Thanos yeah. is coming. You're like, shit, Thanos. Yeah, right? Like, he's he, there's there's some characters who are big bads who you're just like, oh, no, this will never end well. Right. Um, and Moriarty, to me, is one of those. And so I, I like her character. I like that she's... Um, you know, the way that they're approaching Moriarty that like here, it's a person who didn't come from a place of power, but she's coming from this place of not having power and has like built this organization up. I'm all about that, but it's the way it was introduced and the way that like she got picked up and all that, that bothered me. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yes. I'm having a fun time over here. With I know. I'm sorry. All your equipment's like falling apart. No, we'll Ooh. figure it out. We've had it for a while. Yeah. Did you know, on a side note, that uh, for the sequel, Brown was reportedly paid $10 million for her role, making it the highest upfront salary for an actor under the age of 20. Really? Yeah. Crazy. She deserves it. Yeah. She, she did pretty good. She, she did an excellent job. Like, out of, uh, I thought that everybody really did a pretty good job on this, but, like, she was... I, I think Even she's Cabo, like, We have yeah. been giving him a little bit of shit. But yeah. Like, like you said. There I'm, was, there's one scene with Henry Cavill agreed. that I was like, and to me it was the one at the end. Mm. He, uh, they catch the bad guys. She ends up opening up her agency again. And, but she's working in like the, like the dojo or whatever that Wacoma or that, uh, Sandy, Susan Wacoma's character, Edith runs. Right. And uh, she's working out of there and Sherlock comes in and he's just like, hey, like you, you did a good job. And he shows that like he gave credit. And then he said uh, something to the degree of Holmes and Holmes, we could work together again, <laughs> you know, and like he he I think that's the moment where he's trying to like realize he needs to build a relationship with his sister. Yeah. And like I thought that came across well. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I don't like him as Superman. And so I don't like when Superman shrugs his shoulders and goes, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Oh, fucking, you're fucking Superman. Yeah. What do you think I want you to do about it? Yeah. And that's kind of why maybe I don't, you know, like him so much. But Yeah. You know, yeah, that, I mean, that has left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, too, a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in, an interesting side note um, about... Yes, <laughs> about these about this uh, these movies yeah. and the books. Oh, so apparently, um, <laughs> so when these books came out, they had some uh, some moderate success. Obviously, like they got picked up for you know to make a Netflix movie, but Enola Holmes, the the first movie. You know, went into like a it was a it was a pretty good success on Netflix, like. People loved it. They signed up for a sequel right away. Um, you know, it was pretty popular. 
So the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, like Sherlock Holmes is in the, um, in like public domain at this point. Right. Yes. Correct. And, um, but like some of his stories are not. And so there are a few of the later, uh, stories. So, Sir which Ar- means you can use him, but not the story. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can even use most of his stories and redo them. But not the ones that are not. But not the ones. There's like two of them, two or three of them that had not come out of public domain at the time or had not gone into public domain at the time the stories were written. And so. And that just came came about like maybe one or two years ago. Yeah. The the books came out in 2006 and forward. Um, Maybe it's 10 years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's been like 15. Okay. Yeah. I knew so, I read it somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, what had happened was, so the movie got big and successful. And so the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wanted a cut of that action. So they decided to sue, uh, to sue Nancy Springer, the publisher and Netflix to get cuts of the books because now the books were going to be selling more because of the movie yeah. and so to get a cut of, of the movie you know, and know? to get a cut of whatever profits. What came of it? Well, what came of it was that, um, well, and so here's the weird thing. They were like, what the hell are you talking about? It's based off Sherlock Holmes. The, the, the estate's argument was, well, but the Sherlock Holmes who's in the book and in the movies is a, a Sherlock Holmes who is a more emotional person, right? Like he's an emotional individual. And those emotional depictions of Sherlock Holmes didn't come about until the later Sherlock Holmes books came out. Therefore, the Sherlock Holmes who's in Enola Holmes is based off of those two stories that were not in public domain yet. Therefore, pay us money. And they were like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Right. And so they were like, yeah, challenge accepted. Let's go to court. And so they went to court. And the judge looked at it and basically was like, you're off your nut. This is stupid. Stupid. And so they dismissed it. And so they just, they, they booted it. So like they didn't get a cut of it. Uh, but that was the other thing. By the time Nola Holmes had come out, the movie had come out. Those last two stories were in public domain. The argument was that they weren't in public domain when the books were first written. And since the movie was based off the book, that like it had a cascading effect. And so the judge just threw it all out and was like, this is the dumbest thing I've heard. Let's get this out of here. And, uh, they were, didn't have to pay anything. So it worked out, but yeah, it was just a weird bit of controversy with all that. That's weird. Yeah. Very strange. (laughs) Um, do you want to talk about our five questions? Do I want to talk about our five questions? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, what do you think is the best part of this movie? Well, I think we said it. I think it's Millie Bobby Brown. All right, second question. <laughs> I too think it's Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> but but, but um, I will say, there's like something, uh, there's something mature about this actress that is, she's wise beyond her years. She's always been that way since Stranger Things. She just, I don't know why she there's comes comes a moment, um, and I think Winona Ryder had it too. Um, back in the day as well, mm-hmm. I think so. It's very serendipitous that she gets to work with her, um, but I think there's just certain people that have this acting chop that 
can exceed further and further even into adulthood. I think she's one of those people that can do that um, if she wants to, yeah. which I hope she does. Because I think we're going to see bigger and brighter things from her. Yeah. And which, I mean, come on, I'm not telling you anything you probably don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, expect that from her being a clone of Elizabeth Perkins. You don't think she looks exactly like a young Elizabeth Perkins? Elizabeth Perkins? Yes. From uh, Saved by the Bell? Was she in Saved by the Bell? Elizabeth Perkins. Who was like in This Is Us and oh. or not This Is Us in Weeds and um in Weeds? That's not Oh Elizabeth my god, Perkins. what is the name of that? Um, oh Elizabeth Berkeley. I'm sorry, I was thinking Elizabeth no. Berkeley. Oh no. <laughs> Who was uh, on Mary, Miracle, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Uh, Natalie Wood, Flintstones. Natalie um, Wood. What? She looks like Natalie Wood. No, well, she was on Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. No, Elizabeth Perkins was the mom on, a, on oh, okay. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and the new newer one. Okay. Um, no, I don't. I don't think she looks like her. Hmm. I think she does. I will have to put up a side by side of her so everybody can see it. No, no, no. We don't need to like have a contest about this. We're going to. Um, Why is there <laughs> a contest? <right? laughs> um, so no, I think she's I think she's amazing at it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, though, like I would have to say, like I thought the sets and the settings and the like the overall setting of London and like surrounding areas. I thought was pretty good. I like the look of all of it. It was aesthetically pleasing. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but definitely does not outweigh Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> so do you think this movie stands on its own? No. I would agree. Because we don't really know if it does, it stands on one foot. <laughs> yes. Well we we really don't know, like we don't know There's who, a lot I mean they give you the stuff at the beginning when she's talking about the detective agency. Yes. But but we really all don't know all the details behind Tuke, whatever the case was and how Tewksbury was involved. That's and, what I mean. I was just going to yeah. say him. Uh, we don't know much about him. We don't know much, but we know he's not Fortenberry and said so he's Tewksbury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also, we don't know like his. Or, 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 or Funky Winklebean. Or Funky Winklebean. Uh, her and her relationship with her mom. And with Edith and with all that stuff, like we don't really, we don't really know any of that, you know? And so it's like, it's kind of lost sometimes when they're going through it, but we, uh, yeah. Correct. Um, so I, I do agree with you there. Right. Um, why is her mom, why is, there, why is the mom on the run? Yeah. Like I didn't quite get that. I think she's like a women's liberation freedom fighter. I think she kind is. Of. Yeah. But I don't really know what's going on. She's exactly. probably the second best part of the movie for me. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. She's, she's she's actually. I was still the scene. Yeah, I thought this was a good. Like she's good when she's on the screen, but she's not on so much that you're like, oh my god, go away. Like she, I think right. that a she was a good like right bit of spice into it. Right, like Fight Club. Yeah, she was in that too much. <laughs> that movie. That movie is too much. <laughs> the. Uh, does this make you want to watch the first one? No, it makes me want to watch Fight Club. <laughs> Why? Because we just said that. Uh, no, it does not make me want to watch Fight Club. It does make me want to watch the first one because I, I as much as I enjoyed, I had an enjoyable ride when I watched this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I wasn't really bored by it. I had an enjoyable ride. Um, so yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd watch the first one. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I think I'd watch the first one. Yeah, I would too. Um, I think there's moments in this movie that are better than the second guy, Richie. I agree. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Movie. I I and I really like stylized in that. That's I stylized. really liked the first Sherlock Holmes guy Richie one, and when this when League of Shadows or whatever it's called out mm-hmm. uh, came out. Um, the it was almost way overdone. Too much. Yeah, and now granted, there were some cool things in there. Like they had Sebastian Moran, they had some really cool characters, and Jared Harris as Moriarty is just like right. Chef's kiss. Right. Like it's pretty, perfect casting. Yeah, but there's like some of the scenes and like, oh, we're running through the forest as they're machine gunning at us. Like that went for like. Felt like it went for 40 minutes. Mm. Too much. <laughs> but this, I thought it was nice pacing and blend with everything. Um, but yeah, I would, I'd watch the first one. But weirdly enough, so it also makes me want to watch uh, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> the Because of Hell in a Bottom Carter. Really? It makes me want to watch Beetlejuice. Because of? Tim Burton. Oh, it's true. Big Fish. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's in that too. Yes. She has, she's lived long enough to become the old witch who was in the big fish. <laughs> now she's, that's just how Helena Barton, Barton Carter became. Yeah. Um, would you reboot, continue or cancel? Keep going. Yeah, I agree. I'm fine. I think, I think they're Until already in the talk for a course, third one. I think that this has not run its course yet. I think Agreed. we're still, we still have a, a breath of fresh air in it. That we could probably go for one more turnabout, um, and then uh, Henry Cavill's will have too much of an eyebrow scar, yeah, from, from emoting too much emotion, from just going a with his <laughs> eyebrow, right? Um, yeah, I joke, but I really don't like his acting. All right, um, but no, yeah, uh, continue. Yeah, I do think I think there is a third one. That is on the way. Um, I'm trying to remember if I can figure out. I honestly didn't know they made the second one. I thought, oh, that that first one's still available, right, to watch. You know, sometimes they crank out these things like. Yeah, the 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 that one's still available. No, but what I'm saying is like sometimes they crank out these movies like it's no tomorrow, and you forget that the first one even exists. Yeah, and so I'm like. I didn't even know this one. It's like it's like how all of a sudden there was like four of those like PS to all the boys I've ever yes. loved. <laughs> there was one that found some success, yeah. and then like well, you're like wow, three came out rapid well, fire. Like is season seven of the hundred? <laughs> I know like, what is going What's on. What happened to you? What is going on? Like, we yeah. went back to space. <laughs> I, I mean, know. like La Brea. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> wow, Wait, what happened? For three episodes. <laughs> what happened, La Brea? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like La Brea, you <laughs> never thought we'd make a reference to La Brea. Neither did anybody to in La Brea. Like NBC's La Brea. <laughs> did you hear it, guys? Somebody's talking about us. <laughs> um, yeah, my, you my know what? Tiger, my tiger ears are itching. I would, uh, I would continue this too. <laughs> I'm raining on La Brea. La Brea? <laughs> I would continue La Brea as well. I would too. Uh, Why not? After that first episode, I could not do it. <laughs> no. Oh. The um, 
No, I would continue the Enola Holmes series. Like, I think it's worthy. I would give it another one. I don't think it needs to keep going forever, but, like, give it another one. I'd like to see. Go, go, girl, go. And I would almost like to, like, I get that we have Moriarty introduced and things like that, but part of me would rather have seen, like, I want Enola Holmes to have a, like, (laughs) a nemesis that's all hers. Not, like, I mean, you you separate her from whatever. Have it be another child prodigy of some kind. Or have it be... Have it be Chooksbury. He's been evil all along. And we just are finding out. We're just finding out. But, yeah. That's that would, kind of. That's, that would be devastating, but thanks. When we were watching the movie, that's kind of what I wanted to happen. Oh, that's cynical. It's her, it's her love interest. That's cynical. Well, I know, but like I thought that like, ooh, what if he's been Moriarty all along? No. But but then maybe it maybe it's not cynical. Maybe she turns him around and he gives it up because, you know. Maybe he still is working with. Maybe he's working with Moriarty. Yeah. I don't Who know. knows? Who knows? Um, some of your experience in two words. Uh, positively elementary. Meaning, this is this is a very positive, you know, movie. It really is. You can watch it with the family. Yeah. But there is something a little elementary that needs to be a little bit refined in this movie to make it at least caliber enough Yeah. to kind of proceed itself. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So positively elementary. Um, you're not making fun of me for no. Those two words? You no, I'm not. Do. No, I'm not. You normally make fun of me when I give my two words out, Which, and then you go the movie. <laughs> How do you know that that was my words? The movies. You got me. The movies. Popcorn. The movies. The sticky floors. The movies. Yeah. So mine is cannon fire because this is my favorite part of the show <laughs> where like I, I say a phrase and have to justify it my two words are La Brea <laughs> La Brea sucks uh, no cannon fire because it's something that it's borrowing from canon but this movie feels uh, this like series feels um Strong enough about the source material to like be able to like nod to it and borrow from it and like use it, but they also are building their own world around it. Like they kind of are like taking the existing structure and burning it down a little bit, which is fine. Like it needs right. to be. But I think that's I think that's the reason why. Look, that's also for, why it doesn't work quite as well. Is they yeah. did burn it down a little bit, and for me they have to kind of rebuild. But a lot of things. Yeah, forever. Forever we saw like the basically the old style Sherlock Holmes and um, I think that as much as I loved it, I think it's also got kind of niche where it's like people knew the, the word Sherlock, but like some of his stories can be a little dense, you know, or like there's a few of them I will admit, like especially early on where I'm just like, oh. What? Like, it's hard to follow because he he sees clues that, like, you don't have to reveal well, until the well, last page. It becomes, it becomes like the Batman syndrome where you're, like, you're telling the same story of yeah. Batman with oh, the origins of Batman's parents. Yeah. Or spy. And you're like, we yeah. already know. We already know he's one of the greatest detectives. Let's get going. Yes. You know? Yeah. Or Superman's story yes. or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. We don't need it. Yep. 
Um, and so, uh, I think it's like you went through and you had like the, the guy, Richie Sherlock Holmes. And then you start seeing like elementary and Sherlock and things like this, where it's like, okay, we're taking this and we're kind of applying a fresh view as much as I love the canonical Sherlock Holmes stuff. I also think it's important to be able to take a look at that material and try to build something new around it. I mean, shit, like you see the, the archetypes in even Veronica Mars, Veronica. And you know, she's got her, uh, Wallace, you leave Veronica Mars out of this. Like her Dr. Watson. Like, I mean, you have a lot of, is, is, is she elementary? Is she Watson and Sherlock or is she Batman? I think I, and it's Batman Sherlock, but Batman and Robin are Sherlock and mm-hmm. you know, Watson too. Like there's, there's a lot of archetypes that come from, you know, Sherlock Holmes and you know, mm-hmm. even Sherlock Holmes borrows from some predecessors from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I I appreciate the Think fact about that they Ellery Queen. It's me, <laughs> Ellery Queen. I appreciate the fact that uh, you know for the longest time when I heard Ellery Queen, I thought it was a I thought it was a woman detective, <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit! <laughs> Whoops. Um, no, the um, I think I appreciate the fact that it took the canon and it used it, but that it also felt like, hey, we're also going to kind of burn through this structure a little bit. Like we're not going to be so rigid and just tell you the story that you've already heard. We're going to feel free to like kind of burn it down and let our own thing grow up um, while using some of that loose structure that remains. So like, I appreciated it for that fact. All right. Cannon fire. Anything else? No. I think you've been deuced on this one. Yeah. We've uh, talked a lot. You are very much a super fan of Sherlock and it's great that I get to hear that coming from you. Um, so thanks for sharing that, Jeremy. Appreciate that. Where can people find us? Uh, elementary, my dear Bradley. Uh, people can find us at the deucepodcast.podbean.com, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, um, really any podcatchers like that. Um, you can also find us uh, on uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group out there for the Deuce Podcast. Uh, and you can also find Not us on Deuce Twitter. Not the HBO show. Not the Deuce HBO show, which people still do not seem to grasp. But, I mean, <laughs> maybe if they're talking about Sherlock porn, we'll let them in this time. The, the uh, And then uh, you can find us on Twitter at Deuce Podcast. The game is afoot. How many feet? <laughs> and oh, it was. All right. <laughs> all right. You've been Deuce. Uh, and remember, the sequel is king.